Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, May 22nd, we look at Lesson 8, Covenant Law. Together, let's see how the covenant shows our love for God, but more importantly, His love for us. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, Lesson 8, Covenant Law. And our memory text comes from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, a New International Version. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, he is faithful. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Uh, talking about covenant law there, isn't it amazing that those words uh, remain true even till this day and will forever remain true just because of how amazing and great God is. Uh, so, Michael, uh, talking about this, uh, if you don't have anything else to add to that, talk to us about the election of Israel. No, that's solid. Um, yeah, so... You know, this is where I think there's a lot of misunderstanding as to what does it mean to be elect, you know, as if, um, you know, it's like an elected official, which means that if you're elected, then someone else is not. And so it means that there's a loser somewhere in there. Yeah, right? it's an exclusion. Right. <laughs> yes. And um, that's really not what we're talking about, not what scripture is talking about when it means or when it's talking about election. And so um, you can look at a couple of key passages here that are listed in our lesson for today. I'm going to start with Exodus verse 19, verse uh, chapter 19, verse 6. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. In other words, that election is not a status of superiority, mm-hmm. but rather a devotion to mission mm-hmm. that God has called and says a kingdom of priests in a holy nation. And one of the things we talk about in Adventism is, is inheritors of the Protestant Reformation is what we call the priesthood of all believers. We yes. believe every single person, every church member is a priest. Yeah, we're all um, called to minister. Yeah, we're all called to minister. That means your pastor um, is not, it, you're not paying your pastor to do all the work for you kind of thing, right? No. Um, uh, your pastor is called to lead, but yeah. but really, if you understand the idea of priesthood, we're, we're all in this together. And that means my conference president, my union president, division president, GC president, doesn't make them more spiritual just because they're in a position of leadership. Yeah. Uh, we are all part of the body of Christ. And this is one of those foundational texts when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about election we're talking about mission yes God has called us for a purpose amen uh, and closely aligned with that is Isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 these I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar for the my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations mm. and I, I like that again because um, it doesn't say you just pray for yourselves Pray that, you know, God does what you want. Um, this is kind of in popular parlance. We call this the prosperity gospel, you know. Yeah. I pay my tithe. I, I do certain things, go to church. I'm a good person. Therefore, God will bless me. God, you're obligated to bless me, right? Obligated, yeah. And, and and then therefore... Dangerous. Therefore, if you face calamity, 
Oof. You did something bad. You face God's judgment. And I, I see that. That's the reverse. It's directly connected to prosperity gospel. In fact, I even saw somebody yesterday posting on that and saying, you know, why God, what what sin has America done or has society done that oh. we have COVID, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's following that same mentality. And that's not what the Bible says. God isn't just is just looking for every time you messed up and then is going to zap you with a bolt of lightning kind of thing, yeah. right? Well, and we also see what people are doing with their health, which is, yeah. oh, I trust that God is going to be with me so I don't need to do a vaccine. I don't need to wear a mask. I'm, I'm fi- perfectly fine oh, because because God gave me a great immunity. Wow. And it's like, so you mean those Adventists, I don't know what the number is, the number of Adventists, great people, some yeah. of the missionaries yeah. that have lost their lives to COVID-19, God didn't love them? Yeah. God wasn't with them? Yeah, some very spiritual people I know. Um, and I wrote an article uh, for Spectrum, Adventist Faces of COVID-19. Some yeah. of the, you know, a dozen stories of very committed Adventists. They were, it wasn't because they weren't spiritual enough that they tragically died of COVID. Um, it, but, but these are realities that we have. And back to mission here. Yes. It says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Mm. So back to mission, not only were we a, a kingdom of priests to further you know, the gospel and understanding of who God is, but we're called for a purpose to share that gospel, in this case, praying for all the nations. Yes. And and that's what prayer really is at its heart, is mm-hmm. it's transforming my heart and making, you know, making ourselves open to God's teaching and, and the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. It's unselfish at its base. Yeah. And, and then we're praying not just so I can get things, prosperity gospel, but um, but but rather we're praying for others, the mm. needs of others. What would happen, you know, if uh, even the people in our, our, say our local church, say somebody that maybe doesn't like you or a coworker that just not getting along with, what if we were to pray for that person and pray that God would bless them? Ooh, ouch. Right? Bless those that curse you. Bless and do not curse, right? Yeah. And then one more verse, Hebrews 2, 9, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. And I, I think, again, the point being is, you know, it's really all about Jesus. We want to lift up Jesus. And as a kingdom of priests, we try not to drive our attention to ourselves so much as we want to point people actually to our Savior, Jesus Christ. So um, tell us about the, the ties that bind, Buster, as we move on from here. Yeah, as we're looking at it, and it says it there on Monday's lesson, Deuteronomy 4.13, and he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even ten commandments, and he wrote them upon uh, upon two tablets of stone. I like the contemporary English version here. It says, the, uh, the Lord said he was making an agreement with you, and he told you that your part of the agreement is to obey the ten commandments. Then the Lord wrote these commandments on two flat stones. And I, I read in those two because I don't want you to just think that, oh, it's about my performance. It's about... No, it's about your, your obedience. He wants you to obey, but why does he want you to obey? And it asks us to, to link the covenant and the law. And how does it uh, how does it show how basic the law is to the covenant? Well, this is, uh, and we're getting to this a little bit more on Wednesday's lesson, but how can we agree on something that we don't agree on first, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the things my, my family likes to do over Christmas time uh, we don't always like the same television shows, but we like court TV, right? Okay. Uh, we like watching. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes contractors get in big trouble because they didn't have a covenant. Uh, they didn't have an agreement. They didn't have something written down. So therefore, they said they're going to pay me $2,600. How am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Right? Oh, you have it written down? Let me look at this. 
you owe him $2,600. Yeah. God is saying, I'm writing this down. This is what I expect out of you, but I also know that you're going to fail on this. Mm. And so, therefore, that's mm-hmm. what the blood of my, that's what the blood of Christ is for, right? Exactly. But this is what you're striving to live towards. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate goal. Yeah. This is my character that mm-hmm. is actually put on these tablets of stone yeah. so you understand where we're going, mm. right? And so, you can't say, God, I didn't know you want me to do any of those things. Yeah. You never said that. Yeah. Yes, I did. I have it written down here. Yeah, this is yeah. what we agree upon, and so uh, with that, with that being said, with the the ties that bind, talk about the law within the covenant, Michael. Absolutely. Well, yeah, uh, the, the key passage here is Deuteronomy chapter ten, verses twelve and thirteen, from the NIV. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. And and so um, the law is, you know, uh, this idea of covenant, the law and covenant are, are interconnected. You know, you can't have one without the other. There are certain things that you will do if you're part of that covenant relationship. And that's mm-hmm. what God's trying to get their attention. By the way, that word fear, I think we've talked about this before. It's not talking about being scared of God. It's talking about the word has this idea of respect. Awe. I like, and, I like yeah. using the word awe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there you have this idea of, of being in awe of God, walking in obedience, to love him. Yes. Um, these kinds of things. Uh, and then he says, here's my commands and decrees. Here's the things that um, I, I, I want you to pay attention to. And and so law and covenant are just um, absolutely intertwined. So um, tell us about how that brings stability, how God's law brings stability, Buster. You know, I know a lot of people say that, well, the, the old covenant's done away with. We don't, we don't have to follow anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, that, that goes contrary to scripture. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about Matthew 5 where he says, that one tittle or you know jot won't won't be passed mm-hmm. through uh, won't be done away with but uh malachi 3 6 and james 1 7 talk, talks a little bit about this talks about that the lord our god he does not change mm-hmm. and then james 1 7 uh 117 talks about that there's no shadow of turning with him there's no variation with god uh he doesn't he doesn't change as uh i don't know like the seasons do he is forever the forevermore the same uh, and so it's talking about God's law that being oral and written. And, and I, I love this lesson as it's bringing out these lessons. It's just talking about the consistency that God has as well. Mm-hmm. And God is consistent. The, old, the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant is uh, the consequences, <laughs> right? And the way out. Uh, the way out is mm-hmm. the blood of Christ. Yeah. Before that, man said, God, we got this. And he said, I'm going to prove to you that you don't. You need a savior, mm. but I have a plan for you. Yeah. But first, I let you experience the bad, so now you truly know what the good is. Yeah. And the good is my son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But now look at this. If God's law cannot save a person from sin, why did he make it part of the covenant? Mm. Well, Amos 3.3, 3, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Yeah. And that's the thing. Once again, that covenant is written down saying, this is how we're going to walk together. I want yeah. to walk with you. But... Uh, I don't know about you, Michael, but sometimes I said, you know what? I really want to go to this restaurant. And I look yeah. at the menu and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't want to go to that restaurant, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and so, therefore, we don't go there. Yeah. God is saying, I'm not going to force you to walk with me, but if you want to walk with me, this is what it looks like. Are you willing to go there? Yeah. Yes, God, I am. Well, then let's walk. No, God, I'm not. All right. 
but I'm still doesn't force us. Yeah, I'm still going to invite you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to constantly invite you until the day you breathe your last breath. Mm. You always have an invitation to walk with me. Love it. But you need to want to walk with me. And so uh, I think that puts a, a cap on that. And let's go on to Thursday's lesson, which just simply says, if, ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's conditions, right? You yes. know, there's certain kinds of things that are just absolutely um, a part of that relationship. And, and when those go away, um, the that covenant that relationship that's there um erodes and and i have some good friends of mine that are christian counselors and mm -hmm. and and they were telling me you know um as a couple and the husband's best friend is having an affair uh with his wife and he doesn't want to lose his wife but he doesn't want to lose his best friend so he's just trying to pretend that this is not happening and so my friend's like you know it just doesn't work that way you have to choose no it just, you have to choose right yeah there it, the you can't just not you know i mean either you what have an impossible one situation let's say that's definitely not me right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, and so um and 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 you know my friend was able to write and have a, a bit of a wake-up call and say look i'm calling you to accountability that yeah. you need to choose yeah. that that that's not healthy that's not a healthy relationship and yeah. and so i think i think at times god's kind of like that and we kind of say well, that's bizarre you know how how could that be right yeah uh but like jose and gomer right right yeah, yeah. These, these kinds of things but but god god says hey um i'll be patient and work with you but there are some there's some boundaries yes there's some boundaries um and and there's boundaries in our family lives and professional lives of course and marriages God says, I have some boundaries. And that's that's what these ifs are all about here, uh, are these boundaries. Um, Genesis 18, verse uh, 19, For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. Um, one of the boundaries as Christians we have is that um, as parents, we have an obligation or a responsibility to uh, raise up our children, to know and to love God. Now, we again, just like God doesn't force us, we can't and shouldn't force our children, no. but we should make it contagious in a way that they see how wonderful it is that they will want it, right? To desire it and make Pretty it as desirable so. as possible. Um, the second if, if you please, uh, is Genesis chapter 26, uh, verses 4 and 5. And it says that, um, I will make your descendants as numerous as the s stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. Well, most people focus, you know, the prosperity gospel, look at how numerous his descendants are. And blessed. And blessed, right? <laughs> yeah, we want that blessing. Yes. <laughs> but the, the real blessing isn't all of that wealth. It's yeah. actually the fact that the Redeemer is comes through that that lineage and so um so if if god's faithful that promise that will be will come to fruition and of course this is long before jesus actually comes so people are fervently uh, with with eager expectancy waiting for the messiah right right um exodus 19 verse 5 another one of these ifs if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for the earth for all the earth is mine and, and I like that peculiar treasure. Some people think that, well, that means I need to be strange if I'm one of God's peculiar people. So look how weird. No, it says that you're going to be something unusual, set apart, something special. And, and people are going to see that however, you know, God is one of God's people, part of that covenant, that however you're living your life is, um, is, is very 
uh, is different and desirable, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally, the last one is Leviticus 26, a long passage, 3 to 13. Um, but it basically says, hey, I'm, I'm going to protect you from your enemies. I'm, I'm just kind of yeah. Campbell uh, cliff note version here. <laughs> <laughs> the new Campbell version. <laughs> yeah, right. But basically, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening over there. Um, dangers, enemies, yeah. snakes, all kinds of crazy stuff out there. And God says, hey... Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch over you and and I think if we're really honest in each of our lives, um, and, and a lot of times that we don't even realize that how God has spared us from uh, impending danger. Um, God doesn't say I'm gonna protect you from all of it. There's still gonna be challenges and crises, but uh, I I suspect when we get to heaven, we're gonna look back and say, Well, God, you were far more merciful than I deserved. I can't believe you spared my life here, there, and and that other time and. And that's the same thing with ancient Israel. When and, and they were going through the wilderness, uh, there were all of these snakes and terrible things that were there. And then God removed His protection. You know, they wanted yeah. to do it in their own strength. And suddenly, snakes came from ever, out of yeah, all yeah. over. Well, the snakes were always there. It's not like God created a whole bunch of snakes. Yeah. God had protected them from that. And again, it was a teachable moment it where then it. yeah. Yeah, and then they lifts up the the the, the cross the, the with the the serpent on it, a symbol of Christ again, mm-hmm. and they are protected once again. So again, all of these stories, all of these illustrations are just to remind us of what an amazing God we have. Uh, but there are boundaries. Yeah, there are boundaries. Yeah, you know, Michael, earlier uh, I think for Genesis twenty six four and five, mm-hmm. you were mentioning the the prosperity gospel, and yeah. one day Laura and I are driving down the road and we turn on the radio and listen to a preacher preaching, and wow. uh, the worst out of context uh, story I ever heard. Oh my goodness! Is preaching on Second uh, Kings two nine where he says. Elijah said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Oh, wow. And this preacher said, you heard that. Elijah got a double portion. I want my double portion. I want double tithe from here on out. And he preached his church. And Lord, and I were just laughing because it was just so. <laughs> and, and everyone was, amen, pastor, amen, pastor. And, it, and you know, I, I, I think it's funny. But I, then I look at how sometimes we treat God in our relationship with him. Yeah. And we yeah. treat his promises. And we say, wow. well, God, I've done this. So I want yeah. double from you. And we look yeah. at people and we say, do you know who I who I am, what I've done? I, I need double from you. Yeah. And, that's not why we do what we yeah. do. Yeah. We are a priesthood of all believers because yeah. we truly believe we're here to serve mm-hmm. others. We're here to serve God and we serve God by serving others. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm pretty sure you've been doing what I've been doing this week, Buster. Yeah. Grading papers. Oh. oh. Getting grades done, right? Oh, ouch. And, yeah. and, you know, I had some students come to me, you know, and um, said, you know, I, I want my double portion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I want my double grade. <laughs> I want my double grade, even though they didn't do any of the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and and you know I I, I want to be sympathetic. If, did some tragedy happen? I just didn't know about. You know, yeah. no, I just didn't do it. And uh, I want I want that double portion. You know, kind of thing. They want that. They want that grade. Yeah. And and then I, I have to realize. You know, unfortunately, there is a day of accountability. There is the there are boundaries, right? There I, are. I you know you can't just tell me I skipped class all semester and didn't turn a single thing in, and then want to get an A in the class. Yeah, it reminds me of the 25 Foolish Virgins, or the 5 Foolish Virgins who, who came, the right? Yeah. right? You know, they, they said, oh, Lord, Lord, open the door, right? Yeah, but, and I feel bad, you know. Yeah. It's, it's tragic, right? You know, yeah. and there's a part of me that says, oh, I, I just really, I don't want to see anybody to fail. And I think that's probably what, you know, how God yeah. must feel to us. I mean. Yeah, we're, we're not laughing at those students that come in. Or, no, no. Yeah, it, we, we feel for them. And we, it, it, it really is a struggle on a personal yeah. level. I mean, I, I feel my stomach gets, you know, I, I just feel... 
what you know my natural my first thing is, is there something i can do to help the student but but at the same time i have to be fair and honor all the other students that actually yeah. worked hard all semester yeah and 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 to have you know i mean there have been students who've had extenuating circumstances well, of course yeah that, no we li- we listen to and those we, too we work with them but, 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 the, but the, the thing is i don't yeah. know i know about you michael and yeah. and i strive to do it myself which yeah. is we don't wait till last week to start asking students about grades. I yeah, mean, oh halfway, halfway through midterm, yeah. you know, we're, we're texting, yeah. we're calling, we're saying, hey, you know, <laughs> come in and see me. And then they come and see you the day before grades are due. There's yeah. not much I can do. Yeah, right? yeah, you invite them all you want, email them, text them, like you said. But but boy, I and I, I just feel so bad. But um, it, it kind of, boy, my, my, my heart's heavy. But at the end, um, I know that I've done everything I could. Yeah. And, and so then when I turn those grades, it's, it's, it's as difficult as it is. And, and we just got to remember, God's a loving God in heaven. He's not trying to flunk us out of life, no, the, no. The, the school of life. And, right? I, and I was just going to ask the, yeah. the, the audience to please correlate this yeah. to our own lives. Yeah. Imagine, you know, and I know you've probably heard this so many times, mm-hmm. but imagine Christ is coming back at the end of the day today. Well, yeah. whatever day you're going to listen to this. Yeah, exactly. And imagine he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you need to do to prepare? Mm. I tell you right now, it's not, oh, man, I, I need to go back. And I need to make sure I keep the Sabbath perfectly this week. No, you confess your sins, right? He is yeah. faithful just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all righteousness. Yeah. The thing is, he wants you to live in his way, in his in his light, right? right? Uh, and, and it's about surrendering our lives to him and saying, Lord, live out your life in me. It's about saying, Lord, you are Lord of my life. Exactly. I let go of my idols, including the biggest idol that all of us serve today, which is ourselves. Yeah. Letting Mercy. it go. Let yeah. it go. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, I just want to come back to this whole idea of covenant, that there are boundaries, there's responsibilities. Yes, there are. All of these things that this is God's law. It's intertwined. It's a good thing. God wants what's best for us. He loves us. And with that, let's put a wrap uh, for another week. Uh, This is Soup. And Swoops, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops, signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.